So does that make sense? I think with older generations, maybe there is a point in which someone's ways become so cemented that maybe mm. for them to to pull them from that is maybe potentially impossible. I don't know. It's funny you say that just because one of the theories when I was telling you about age in terms of learning a language, it used to be really quite prominent in that you ha the younger you are the better you you will be at the language but actually there have been quite a few studies in which people have gone to a different country with a different language at like 40 something years old or above and they've perfectly adapted to the culture and the language so so maybe i think it's only a bit individual in what i was saying before but you know maybe in terms of how a person is in a culture or their own mindset in terms of how they stick to something. I think, I think everyone's going to be different from that. There's no general rule. You, there might be different theories that equate to specific little niches of that. But I think for me specifically, as I said in my one of my interviews the other day, with Kieran was, um, you know, I don't want to be that 60, 70 year old man if I if I make it that far. Um, that are so stuck stuck in their ways that they can't change. You know, I kind of want that my kind of the child within me to yeah. always be there the curious aspect and always to be learning and never to be so fixed in my ways that I can't change or adapt because up to now in my life I've changed well I think everyone changes yeah. uh, myself I, I can account for that and that's just making mistakes learning making mistakes learning and everyone makes mistakes and they're the most important part and that's you know the key with languages you know you said about going to France and it was about you yeah. for me the important point is the language is the enabler you are the focalizer the focus is on you and the language is the tool to be able to do it in order for you to get out your comfort zone and then for you to then bring that back to your own life and then from that point on it changes you and makes you strong absolutely yeah totally agree um going to say just um i i can completely imagine that you would never be the type that would be stuck in their ways i mean having got to know you you are absolutely not that type and i don't think you ever will be and that's that's a great thing so keep keep doing what you're doing sean try no i will try i will i do <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference you between try and do isn't no. one of the other points that you brought up which is very relevant to me said mate you know you you originally wanted to do TESOL or linguistics at university from what you've said and then you chose to add French to it I originally was doing Spanish at university and then added Italian onto me mm-hmm um, what do you think of the idea of making choices after you've made adapting the choice after you've already made the choice knowing knowing after you've made the choice that there are there's a bit of flexibility and maneuverability because sometimes say if someone goes into a job or a certain certain situation or an opportunity once that choice has been made um there is no room potentially for maneuverability within that field so i think it's very, I, th I think for us it was very good that we could do that i mean personally the the more that i've grown um, I've absolutely found that there is no such thing as no flexibility to move around in the way that you want to. So when I went to university, I originally chose uh, English uh, and mostly because I actually thought it was 
going to be English literature and language. Uh, I didn't actually realise linguistics was its own thing. <laughs> so, uh, no so, one ever does. <laughs> <laughs> so then when I added French, I met uh, one of my... Um, one of my friends and she's the one that told me about linguistics and it just sounded a lot more me and so I completely changed from English just English to linguistics and French and I honestly think that was one of the best decisions that I made um, another big decision that I made uh, was in changing my mind was uh, when it came to my master's and my uh, PGC, my teacher training. So uh, originally I was going to do, well, I was going to do my teacher training for primary school. Um, unfortunately, we had to do an English test and a maths test, like a skills test, to uh, be accepted onto the course. Um, I passed my English with flying colours, of course, but with my maths, uh, you had to do it three times or you would be barred for two years uh, from joining onto the course. I failed on the third time by one point. One point. It was so annoying. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, like what the heck am I going to do? So then um, at the university that I'd applied to, Edge Hill, they told me, well, uh, you still have the uh, choice to go into further education with us if you want to so and you don't have to do a skills test so I did and uh, at first I thought oh god like these teenage students are going to eat me alive and I thought I'm not going to cope with high school students compared to to primary which is what I'm used to but then um, I found I got a teaching assistant job just before I joined the course in a high school and I found actually I'm more than capable um, and it opened up a whole new world and one of my friends um, she was doing primary teacher training and she said honestly um, it's fun if you want to do that but there's limited career progression in primary compared to if you went to um, high school and above. Uh, I'm not sure if, if I agree because I'm sure you can go from primary uh, to further than that. But anyway. All down to the individual. Yeah. Don't, exactly. let, anyone tell, don't let anyone tell you anything. Exactly. So then uh, I actually had my master's lined up for uh, at the same time I'd applied for both at the same time because I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted. Uh, so I had my teacher training uh, that was one year and my master's which would be another year and that was linguist applied linguistics with you know teaching uh, English as a secondary other language. So I got accepted into the PGC first. I was there for about a week and I was waiting for my uh, masters uh, to tell me if I was uh, accepted onto the course. They accepted me um, a week into starting my PGC and I thought should I just defer defer my teacher training to the next year and just do my masters now and I was really erming and ahhing about it um, but then I well, my tutor, she told me, first of all, 
we're not entirely sure what's going to be happening with the course next year. So, you know, you could defer, but whether the course would still be on on track is a different question. The situation will be different next year. Exactly. Uh, the things are, all, things, things are always likely to change. Yeah, and then the, the cohort that I had, I'd already made a couple of nice friends, and so she was like, you know, it would be nice if you stayed with, with these guys because you've already bonded. So, you know, why why leave on that account as well? And then the um, I was also kind of thinking, should I completely get rid of my teacher training? Because I wasn't really sure at the time if I, if I was cut out to be one. But then I went to the uh, department of my master's and I asked them what they thought. And they said, do you know what? If you do your PGC and your masters, both of them, that would be great for you in the future because it helps uh, if you wanted to go to teach in an international school. If you have both of them, it significantly uh, increases your chances of employment. Um, and they just said, it's up to you. So I decided to do my teacher training and then I did my masters. And Frankly, I am really glad that I did it the way that I did because um, my teacher training turned out to be just fantastic. I got an outstanding, uh, I loved my friends that I made, I'm glad that I didn't leave them behind um, and also it really helped my writing skills and my general confidence and presentation skills overall which really really helped with my my masters I couldn't have asked for it to be in a better order so if you ever think oh my gosh I just don't know what to do um I don't know if I can move into a different sector or a different option there's there's just no such thing as that you can do whatever you want to do because if you're going to just box yourself up in this life you're gonna regret it I think and there's just there's no need to think so much sometimes you just need to do it don't limit yourself exactly and uh, frankly um, you would be surprised by some of the outcomes I mean at the moment uh, I am I have been doing supply teaching before all of this corona stuff um, but I don't really know if it's really the career that I want to follow. It's not that I don't like it. I do enjoy it, but I think I'm, I think I'm meant for other things. And if I was sitting here thinking, oh gosh, no, like how am I going to do it if I don't have the exact experience? I mean, I've been doing CPD courses, um, you know, continual professional development courses online of proofreading and copy editing and the ideas, the things that I'm really passionate about doing and the things that I know that I'm good at. So keep adding know. to what you're doing. Always exactly. add, always add, always add, always add, always add, because you never know eventually where it might come up and be relevant. Exactly. There's so and many transferable skills in every everything that you do on a time like now specifically is a good time to reflect and you know say do you want this you know when you said about you failing the maths test by one mark you know maybe that's the universe telling you mm. that's not for you and i'm a big believer in that kind of stuff you know Me messages too. messages messages from the 
look from another realm or another dimension and listening to your inner voice, your instinct, um, your higher self always trying to contact you and the best way to go and, you know, listen to that inner voice. It's telling you, it's always telling you, you just have to be silent sometimes and listen to it. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, it really depends as well if, if you're religious. So for me, that higher self and stuff is, is God giving me the message. It really just depends on, on what you believe. But sometimes you really should read these signs because, I mean, with the primary stuff, it was quite interesting. The only, the only experience that I properly had with primary up until that point was when I was teaching uh, with the British Council in France and I taught in three primary schools. So I thought, naturally, that's that's where I'm going to go. But then I tried to apply to um, like t- uh, tutor in a primary centre in England and they didn't accept me. Whereas with the teaching assistant with in the high school, immediately they accepted me. They want you as many for you. It was meant for me, exactly, and that's that's something I truly, truly believe in. Um, at the same time, some people might uh, then think, oh no, but like, if the door keeps closing on, on this thing, then it, it's, they don't work towards it because they feel stuck, but sometimes this is one of my favourite things to think of when I feel like I'm about to give up on something there's this picture of um, two men and uh, one of the men is pickaxing a wall and he's uh, on one side very close to loads and loads of of diamonds Um, but then he says I give up Um, and then the other guy is uh, on the other side and he keeps uh, you know keeps going and keeps going and then um he he just can't find anything so sometimes sometimes you think you should give up but you don't even know how close you are to reaching the goal that you want so sometimes you have to just push yourself and just if that's really what you want you will do anything to get it timing really is key I think timing really is good and especially in this life as well we all have free will so we always at any time can decide this is not for me you know you taught you've gone through the academic route to teaching I've gone through the throw you in the classroom and learn on your feet kind of style and I that's all I've known but me bearing being where I am now and can go into a classroom and you know just go in as natural as breathing I'm really glad I took that route and I never really, I don't know if I ever wanted to be a teacher. I was always a very communicative person. And I always like people and conceptualizing ideas. And that, that's how I work as a person. Mm. I don't tend to work necessarily fully on a practical level, but if I can, if I can take the idea from, from something practical, internalize it, and then I can externalize that idea with my own twist on it, that's how I work. So you are right to say never give up because the amount of times I've nearly given up in my life are numerous. Never, never quit. Yeah, no, I completely. I I just think it's it's just crazy sometimes how you 
you run into things when you least expect it, really. This life is crazy and uh, you think you want one thing and then another thing comes along that's even more satisfying but you shouldn't always you shouldn't always think things are going to fall into your lap just work for what you want it's that simple bringing things full circle there any advice you'd have to anyone right now or closing statement hmm. there's no pressure in this life so uh, my favourite statement that always applies to everything is what RuPaul Charles always says. Uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Wow. Amen. Now so let cool. the music play. <laughs>